Carry on screaming was a good name, hmm. but that you know that could be copyright trouble. It has been used. Has it for a podcast? No, for a, from <laughs> film. Yeah, for well, that's what I'm saying. Tubi yep. has Carry On Camping. Hmm. I've not watched it. yet. I have all the Carry On movies. If you want oh, to watch very them. nice. <laughs> I believe Carry On Screaming is on there. Oh, as that's well. the peak. That's great. Yeah, I that's love cool. that movie. Yeah, I should probably bleep that out in case we decide to change the name of the show. Okay. Nah. Why change it now, right? Carry on chewing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Have well, we chewed all the scenery yet? Well, the thing is, an, another podcast is called Chewing the Scenery. Yeah. It's yeah, like a like, theatrical one. They're a theatrical yeah, podcast and our sworn enemies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're into Broadway. Biting on our name. Really? Yeah, like years after we got into it. Like yeah. They, you, they didn't search it and see that we were active and had hundreds of episodes. Uh-huh. No listeners. Well, there's there's listeners all over the world, just not that many of them. Just none that can just, actually hear. Just people in lighthouses. And people <laughs> who subscribed to the thing years ago, listened to two episodes and forgot to unsubscribe. That's, that's my our, favorite kind. They don't go away. That's our favorite kind of listener. Yeah, they don't go away. You know. All right, let's do it. Uh, listeners, all seven or eight of you. You're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. But first, we will talk about Recently Watched, which we will make a flailing attempt at not spoiling. Um, We thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. You can find their music on Apple Music or... uh, The other thing? Amazon Prime? Something? Yeah. Is that still going? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. We're uh, on MySpace yeah. <laughs> and our GeoCities page. Angel Fire. Angel Fire page. That's <laughs> even better. Um, our bulletin board address. <laughs> but you can say hello to them on Facebook, which has not changed its name, uh, where they are, the Moon Dash Rays. Um, I don't know if they're on X. Have you guys checked out X? No. No. Twitter? Like, every time they mention this, they're like, X, Twix. formerly known as Twitter. Like, literally, yes. it's it's every single time. Uh, but you can say hello to them on Facebook, like I said. Uh, and uh, we are not professional critics. We are your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolien. Welcome. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Do, you want, do you want me to just blurt out what happened? Yeah. Okay. As fast as you can without taking a breath, you have 30 seconds. Okay, you know that movie, Misery? Uh, that thing that Kathy Bates does to James Conn's leg. My wife did that to her own leg. I saw the whole thing. I was walking behind her. Oh, my God. And so now, uh, you know. <laughs> you have about 10 seconds left. Every, uh, have you finished your book yet? Everything, everything's about the leg and nothing is about anything else. That's kind of how all about the leg. That's, that's what happens. That when you, should be the title of our new podcast. Yeah, where you know, we talk about ankle injuries. 
Well, I was talking to a friend on uh, whatever messaging plat, you know, part of MySpace. Mm, it was probably MySpace, yeah. Uh, or the bulletin board. Well, here, I'll tell you why the I was... school <laughs> bulletin board. Did I Not res- even the one online, just a bulletin board. <laughs> you tack up notes and hope the other person gets them. It was a cork board before they had those push pins. They were thumbtacks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, the irony of that, uh, I'll tell you some other time. I watched As Above, So Below because I went into the catacombs of Paris and uh, saw um, some of the six million skeletons that reside there. Uh, that was a Don't perf- have that in Idaho. They do. Well, they might. <laughs> I never saw them. Uh, they might have fewer skeletons, but there could be catacombs there. Um, as above, so below. I had seen it years ago. This came out in 2014. Uh, written and directed by Jack Eric Dowell, Dowdle, and um, co-written by his brother Drew. Uh, this is um, this is where some people decide they're gonna. Sneak into the catacombs off hours or go into a part that isn't part of the official tour. And uh, a bunch of supernatural stuff happens. So, um, has to be expected. Yeah. I'm trying to shorten this up a little bit. Is it all right? <laughs> so, <laughs> no one's listening. Yeah, there's. Yeah, the, you know. I, I imagine if As Above, So Below was directed by Russ Meyer, it'd be a very different story. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> yeah. There are no Russ Meyer movies available on streaming. Oh. Isn't that a shame? What? Yeah. No, nobody was blown away by this movie. However, I will say the budget was $5 million. The box office was 41.9. Wow. So they weren't wrong. Yeah. You know, they're like, hey. They're laughing. Yeah. Bunch of skeletons. Got a Knights Templar tie-in. Uh, people get freaked out. And uh, some of them survive. I should mention that. They get spat out back onto the street or whatever. Um, that's not a spoiler, but um, this this is worth a look. It's, or, it's worth a rewatch, as far as I was concerned. And I watched one of those Alien Secrets Top Classified Revealed movies. Um, nothing new happened on it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's just I'm still just as in the dark as I was before. But we did have the um, congressional hearings uh, hearing on UFOs. Yes. Uh-huh. Did yeah. you guys listen? Watch? I did not. No. I listened to the whole thing. I figured. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say some of our, uh, some of our uh, Congress people are very concerned about this. And they're demanding answers, yeah. which yeah. means we're going to get them soon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay, that's enough of me, guys. That's it. No, that's all you've watched. I was enjoying it. No, 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 no. It's not. I, I on the plane uh, uh, flying into uh, London Heathrow, I was watching Shaun of the Dead, oh. and the closing credits were rolling as the plane. Like, I finished the credits just as they shut off the monitors. Mm. So that was good time. Perfect timing. Then I got out and I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's let's do this." Where's the Winchester? We're going. Mm. Um, the, uh, the the tube people were on strike that day. Oh, sorry. The yeah. tube people the that tube. stand outside the park. The, the doors. Mind the the door. car dealerships here. Yeah. The tube people. Yeah. <laughs> they were on strike. So I didn't know where the car dealerships were. 
<laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, how about the big inflatable gorillas? Are they on strike too? No, they weren't. <laughs> what? No, they were. They... I would have thought they were in the same union. Or Total least... scabs, man. Ugh, figures. <laughs> um, I also watched The Big Lebowski on the plane. Yeah. And what other six movies did you watch? Because you that had like, uh, Snakes on the Plane, but with. I would have totally watched dude. Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> no, I watched The Big Lebowski. Um, oh, oh, so Big Lebowski on the plane. Yeah. Yes. On the plane, I watched The Big Lebowski. Okay. On the plane, I watched Scream 6, which mm. it, 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 I don't know. understand why the M in Scream is supposed to make a, a V and an I when it could have just been Six Cream. <laughs> the Six could have been contorted into an S, but... yeah. Oh. I thought he was quite clever. Yeah. So Scream 6 was better than Scream 5. Yeah? I thought so. It was worth a look. I'm uh, still stuck on Scream 4. As yeah. soon as I complete that level. Scream form? I'll go right to Scream 5. Promise. <laughs> Good luck. Scream 4 is not... It's it's no Scream 5. Actually, I should. I, I finished Scream 4. I should go with 5. But I feel like I need a rewatch because I'm sure I'll be lost. Yeah, five I had no memory of at all. I had to, <laughs> I had to look it up to check that I'd seen it. That's a good movie. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that's it for Recently Watched for me. Wow. Okay. Will, go. Do it. Okay, I'm picking only one. He's got a Jack Kirby screensaver. I do. It's his birthday today. Oh, is it? How old would he have been? Wasn't he born in 17 or 13? Yeah, he's 104th or something. Yeah. He's old. Happy 110th. Okay. Or something like it's that. It's also the birthday of David Fincher, who was born in Denver, Colorado. Really? Oh, yeah. A Denver boy. Let's see. Jack Kirby was born on this date... In 1917. Ah. Wow. I couldn't remember if it was my grandmother's birth year or my grandfather's, which was 13. So, Wow. Yeah, he was quite a guy. Mm-hmm. There would be no Marvel comics without him. Nope. There might be Spider-Man, though. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the power of Spider-Man. That's the power of Steve Ditko. Mm. Crazy power. <laughs> I watched Better Call Saul season six, final season, wrapped it up. Were you surprised to meet uh, Carol Burnett's character? Or did you know that was happening? I didn't know that anything was happening. Oh, I wow. go into all this shit called. Good. Um, I was worried I would need to remember season five. There were a couple moments where I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I re- remember. They jar your memory for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good. I liked it. I mm-hmm. liked it quite a lot. Uh, I don't think anybody had a really good end. So, uh, <laughs> like it. Uh, then I watched something. No, this is from two months ago, so details are sketchy at best. Uh, I watched Brawl in Cell Block 99. Wow. Uh, I loved it. It was pretty good. Um you know, it kicked me off on a, a revenge movie kick. So I watched something called Even Lambs Have Teeth. 
Not How was that? It's it's low budget. It's not very good, but I enjoyed it because it delivered the the revenge I wanted to see. You know, two people who were wrong hacking up the bad guys. <laughs> uh, every revenge movie I watched after that didn't want to go that way and wanted to play on the oh you know it kills you too mm-hmm. seeking revenge you're going to be so yeah, heartbroken I'm like, i don't watch movies for real life i don't want that <laughs> i want to see bad guys being blown away yeah. by people who were wronged yeah and personally wronged is better you know if they're avenging a family member it's it's steering a little far i want the person who was actually you know because you get that great cathartic end you know mm-hmm. when they kill the bad the major bad guy or whatever yeah uh they have some great kills uh it's a couple of girls who go to uh uh they're working on an organic farm in idaho <laughs> i don't know about the idaho does part. bigfoot come after him no but they uh they obviously walk into a trap where some sketchy guys kidnap young ladies who come to work on the farm I don't know how no one's tracked them down yet, but they haven't. Um, they're very wronged, but they get away, and they head right to the hardware store where they take the bad guy's money and buy every sharp thing they can find, and then they proceed to dispatch everybody wow. as violently as possible. Wow. A guy gets a big pike up his bottom. So <laughs> Fish? Yes, yeah. <laughs> a giant frozen fish. It's it's not pretty. Um, there's some tonal issues there. Like uh, one of the girls' uncles is a FBI agent. He's there searching for him, and they keep just barely missing each other. Like a comedy, like a rom com, where like he's in the next room tied up, but they don't know that. And then they go to the next place, and he's just chasing them. And it's just like, is this supposed to be funny? I don't know. Uh, then I watched something called The Executioners, another revenge movie. Um, it made no sense. The twist at the end was so dumb. I, I don't know what they were going for. It's four girls trapped in a cabin. And crazy guys come to kill them. Hmm. Um, turns out one of the girls is writing a book on that subject, so she hired crazy guys to come kill her friends for research. Yes, it's that stupid. Okay. And you you don't have any buildup for that other than they say she's writing a book, and they kind of play it off as maybe it's supernatural. The the book is coming true that she's writing. But you don't see the the whole, she hired them. Hmm. They're goons working for her, and there's another goon working for her, and convolute nonsense uh army of one more of the same um didn't really eh, got some revenge but <laughs> not gory enough revenge enough you know like subscribe ma- magazines to the guy's house that he didn't want you know <laughs> let the air out it. of his tires once he's an army of two maybe they'll maybe they'll step expand. it up Steal his license plate, pour sugar in the gas tank. It's mostly car related because she can't get into his house. Oh. She doesn't want to really break the law. Uh, then I watched one from the uh, 
think it was the late 30s, called She Should Have Said No. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty good exploitation flick. Uh, she's she's great. She gets sent to jail for drugs. Drugs are kind of whatever you have in mind. Mm-hmm. She smokes marijuana, but they kind of imply that she's do, doing heroin, too, or selling it. Uh, but she gets sent to the pen and comes out. She never never spoke a word to anyone. And they they give her a promotion. <laughs> and she's pretty tough. I don't know. That kicked me off on a whole uh, list of uh, exploitation films. Oh. Uh, I watched The Devil's Harvest. If you've seen Reefer Madness, it's <laughs> pretty much the same thing. Uh, I watched something called Beat Girl. This was not from the oh, yeah. 40s. This <clears throat> is from 1960, a British picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably has the most erotic dance that's fully clothed in any movie I've ever seen. Wow. Even X-rated. There's this dance. You're like, how did they film this in 1960? Wow. And get away with it. I don't know. Uh, I liked it. It was it was pretty good. Had Christopher Lee in it. He's always good. Almost. Yeah, Almost. He's like the gangster who runs the sex club, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then I watched... Uh, these get all out of order. Uh, at some point, I watched uh, The Northman. Yeah. Falling in line with my revenge movies. Yes. This delivered, fantastic. Um, I really, really liked it. I thought it was great, uh, and a great revenge movie. Yeah, you know? Scarsgard. Scarsgard delivered that night because right after that, I watched uh, Infinity Pool. Another Scarsgard. Uh, another Marvel movie. This one, Thanos installs a hot tub. Is not a pool, people. It's not a pool. I don't know why they called it that. But he gets a hot tub. Uh, he's in a banana hammock most of the movie. They really <laughs> spent a lot of time on the CGI junk jiggling around. I, I didn't need to see it, but whatever. I saw it. Didn't hurt me. Mia Goth in that one? Yes. Mia Goth is in it. I thought Infinity Pool was fantastic. It's got this grubby kind of dirty feel of a 70s film almost Hmm. um scars and his wife he's a failed writer he's written one book and had writer's block for seven years or something she takes she's rich for whatever reason i think her father had a lot of money she takes him to some exclusive resort in a fictional country that's kind of maybe south pacific by way of russia i don't know it's a weird mix they have a language that's not a real language so you can't read any of the signs Mm. quite obviously they meant that you know um uh anyway he meets a a a couple uh, a young woman and her boyfriend who's a little bit older than her probably 20 years uh she is a professional failure. Oh. Basically, she plays the people in commercials that can't, you know, run the spaghetti, can't strain spaghetti through a strainer, oh, yeah. Yeah. and they spill it all in the sink. 
I'm not going to tell you much more, but that's Mia Goth's character. Oh, great. Um, she's fantastic. I think I watch everything she's in from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you watch those infom- infomercials and you're like, I don't have that problem with the garden hose. She goes through it so, so spectacularly describing how she would butter toast wrong mm-hmm. for, you know, whatever product they were selling. That's great. Um, and uh, so they hang out, these couples. They go on the beach. They drink all day. Um, she's really coming on to Skarsgård, even though her, his wife's there. He's pretty into it because she's read his book. She's the only person he's met who's read her book, read his book. And uh, so they get wasted. He drives home and hits a poor farmer that's crossing the road in the middle of the night. Uh, and it goes downhill from there. He was following the chicken. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he did not make it across the road, though. Hmm. Did not get to the other side, or did he? <laughs> Makes you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to hear any more? Sure. Is that good? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know. I have a lot. I watched a lot of crap. It's been a while since we did this. Yeah, I will s- cover one more. Okay. I watched a James Wynn movie. Oh, yeah? James Wynn is the director of Birdemic, mm-hmm. which I thought had gotten me kicked off the show. I figured you guys had just ghosted me after that <laughs> one. They're like, fuck that guy. I'm never going to let him in here and p- make a pick again. I would believe it with Birdemic. It was that bad. I <laughs> inflicted it on him, two of you. So I had to watch another one of his movies called Replica. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a virtual reality take on vertigo hmm kind of it's a lot of crap it's before birdemic so he didn't improve with anything <laughs> it's a lot of driving scenes still got a few rough edges in there oh a few it could be sanded down uh once again the woman he meets is supposed to be a, i don't know like the hottest supermodel <laughs> in the universe <laughs> She's a plain girl you might check out at the pub, <laughs> right. but she's not turning any heads in the Victoria's Secret world, but here she is. All right. Uh, they <laughs> date. She's actually a, a computer programmer, you find out, not a model, um, but uh, she disappears at some point. He goes crazy. He finds her again. Turns out she was... In a machine, and he was in virtual reality. Oh, I spoiled it. (laughs) He was in virtual reality the whole time, and she had uploaded her brain to the computer, so he fell in love with a computer program. Oh. Yeah. I watched another one, too, another James Wynn. I've seen three of his films now. I'm maybe a fan. (laughs) I don't know. There's so... I watched two, Replica and... Julie and Jack, or Jack and Julie, whichever. I couldn't tell you what really happens, because they're just so bad. What's wrong with him? I don't know, but he loves Alfred Hitchcock. He got some money from the tech industry, probably solar panels. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I I love Uh, movies, but I, I don't operate under some delusion that i can make a good one 
uh, I believe um, but I can make Kim Novak's in one of them and Tippi oh, Hedren's in the other. What? Yes. They needed the money. Uh-huh. You will not recognize either one of them. Right. You know. Well, they're both old ladies now. They're quite old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could probably make a better movie with my phone. Especially now that I have the whatever this is with the three lenses on it. The three lenser. Yeah. I think that's what they call it. <laughs> um, so that wraps it up for now. I have many other gems to discuss hmm. at a later date. I look forward to. Oh, you should. Yeah. I watched a lot more revenge movies. <laughs> Jolene, what have you watched? Oh, I thought that was a dictionary. <laughs> Uh, John Wick 4, 2023. Um, astounding. About three hours long. Ooh. <laughs> like this show is going to be. <laughs> uh, you can just enjoy it for the uh, lighting fixtures. Just gorgeous. All right. Uh, Donnie Yen plays this Zatoichi character. Oh, excellent. Yeah. It's fabulous. Um, let's see. Uh, la Vis et la Vertu from 1963. Roger Vadim. Mm-hmm. We all know for... Barbarella, etc. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, a 20-year-old Catherine Deneuve. Oh, lovely. Uh, is the sister who sides with uh, La Resistance and Annie Girardot is the sister who shacks up with an SS officer. Both end up at a chateau where women Literally dressed... fucking Nazis. <laughs> Both end up at a chateau where women dressed as Greco in Greco-Roman dresses are the harem for the Nazis. Oh, wow. Uh, despite being 1944, the sets are just as stuffed with mirrored surfaces and art as Barbarella. Um, very stylish, good cast, included, including Howard Vernon mm-hmm. and uh, Luciana Paluzzi. Oh, yes. You all know from... Those Italian movies. Bond movies and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Green Slime. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Uh, this is still in the decade where uh, Nazi exploitation was mostly in the art house yeah. before it morphed into the grubbier stuff in the 70s right late 60s it was classy yeah <laughs> that's one of the weird things about Nazi exploitation it's like art house and like the worst grind house grind house come together it's beautiful yeah it's like the, the only difference between the worst and the best and the cast yes there's, there's no like moral difference no no um, a witness in the city from 1959, Eduard Molinaro, a man shoves his mistress off a train and seems to get away with it, but Uh-oh. Uh, we're still in the first five minutes of the film and it's written by the authors of Diabolique. Ooh. At what moment does she become the former mistress? <laughs> like when he winds up t- to shove? I think... Mid-shove? I think yeah, once the train when, runs over her. Yeah, once she's hit the dirt, I think. You know. um, I imagine a remake could lean into all the car chases and it'd be an exciting film um, this also takes time to build up dread as we follow a murderer following someone who is in the wrong place at the wrong time mm. so a pretty good witness in the city uh, The Young Racers 1963 Roger Corman set in the Grand Prix world it's essentially a romance between two racers played by William Campbell who was in Dementia 13 the same year and uh, Mark Damon who was in Black Sabbath the same year Oh. The movie, not the band. Right. Yeah. The band being named after the movie. Yes. Yeah. Hosted by Boris Karloff. Yes. Uh, with uh, Barbara Steele, wasn't that, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. 
She, yeah, she was in Black Sunday and... And Black Sabbath. What was she in Black... Sabbath? Was she not in Black Sabbath also? She was not in Black she Panther, was... though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway, uh, this has got Beatrice Arthriba, who is Paulette in Eyes Without a Face. Oh, okay. Um, it's got very pretty locations around Europe. Shot during the 1962 Formula One season. Uh, Francis Coppola was the sound recordist. And he used the same cast and crew to shoot Dementia 13 at the same time. Oh, mm. excellent. Um, Menahem, Glo- Menahem Golan was a production assistant. And uh, he and Joran Globus took over Canon Films in oh. 1979. Okay, yeah. And uh, the second unit director was Robert Town. Oh. Who did Chinatown. Yeah. A few years later. Wow. So, yeah. No, I was mistaken about that. She was not in Black Sabbath. No. no I, I think they were all guys. <laughs> it was... Um, that would have uh, been awesome. Michelle... <gasps> Michelle Steele in the band. It was Michelle Mercier. Barbara Michelle Steele. Mercier, that's it. And the yeah. Black Sabbath. All right, so I've, I've finished watching the... Uh, all the uh, Zatoichi films. Oh, no. Really? Zatoichi in Desperation, 1972. This is directed by Shintaro Katsu, who plays the lead character. Uh, this one leans into the close-ups of the previous entry, as well as new wave obtuse framing to the point of confounding who's who in a few scenes, uh, which is a choice, but um, loses one of the main pleasures of the series. Uh, you know, watching him give his performance, you know, when you get to see his whole body, because he uses yeah. his whole body to act with. Uh, starts with uh, Zatoichi accidentally leading a woman to her death, then tracking down her daughter to do penance. Um, first Zatoichi film with a money shot. Okay. Um, followed shortly by a child being beaten to death. Wow. Yeah. So you got dark. Yeah, they got a bit darker in the 70s. Right out of the gate. Um, Zatoichi's Conspiracy from 1973. This is directed by Kimiyoshi Yasuda, one of the regular directors. Um, many of the old team return. You've got Akira Ifukube doing the music again. You know, it was a very classical finale before the series went to TV. Quite a bit of blood spray and limb lopping. Uh, cast includes Takeshi Shimura and Yoshio Tsuchiya, two uh, Kurosawa regulars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was uh, Zatoichi Darkness is His Ally from 1989. Wow. Uh, this is directed by Shintaro Katsu again. This is the last Katsu entry, and it's number 26 in the series. Wow. Um his eldest son played one of the gang leaders and accidentally killed an actor during filming. Oh, how? Um, they were doing a sword stunt. And it didn't go got well. Got a bit real. Um, <laughs> confusing storytelling suggesting vanity and alcoholism rather than clever elliptical style. He was a bit of a drinker. Mm. Uh, Climax is in the bloodiest fight of the series, followed by the most perfunctory and nonsensical duel. Uh, more bare-breasted women than ever before. Um, some good bits here and there, but it, you know, when it sticks to formula. And then it was a Zatoichi from 2003. This is directed by Takeshi Kitano. Uh, when he does comedy, he's known as Beat Takeshi. Mm. He did um, Sonatine and those gangster films. Uh, this one's 126 minutes. Mm. Uh, first thing you notice is all the CG blood and swords. Oh, no. Second, uh, oh, it's better than people actually getting killed on set, I suppose. But. <laughs> True. Um, second, Although it depends on who's getting killed. <laughs> this is true. Uh, Zatoichi is a bit of a supporting player in his own movie. And third, there's a lot of fat, which is sometimes entertaining, like in the slapstick humour, but often makes the film feel choppy and self-indulgent. Uh, way too much tap dancing. 
especially for not a, a complaint film. i would have thought <laughs> way too much tap dancing um it's got uh Tadunobu asano as the arch samurai and daigoro tachibana uh, who is a real onagata uh, someone who played a woman on stage oh okay brilliantly i went to this uh like no theater thing and mm-hmm. this guy came on stage in between performances and he was the onagata and and uh, he just showed how you can physically become a woman. Yeah. Just just things he did. It was, it was awesome. Incredible. <laughs> anyway, um, tap dancing. Uh, no, no synchronized swimming in this one? <laughs> no. A little bit. And uh, it's also got Michio uh, Kusu, who was, uh, this was her, f- uh, oh, she was in the 14th Zatoichi film back in 1966. And then the last one, Ichi. 2008, directed by Fumihiko Sori. Uh, a lot of work went into the costumes, especially the artfully ragged clothing. Uh, the comedy is more on the shoulders of a samurai who can't draw his sword but happens to be around when Ichi takes down some villains, so he ends up in a war between gangs. Meanwhile, Ichi is a mysterious figure with a mask-like face, played by Haruka Ayase. Uh, not the ending I was expecting, which is fine, but I think I would have preferred it. Uh, music by Lisa Gerard. Oh, from Dead Can Dance. Yeah. And uh, Akira Emoto is in it, who was in the 2003 Zatuichi. Um, there's one more film after this called Zatuichi The Last from 2010. And then there was a, a Chinese web movie called Ayafrenai, The Blind Swordsman, which is supposed to be coming out this year, which, oh, which did come out this year and it's already getting a sequel. Wow. And there was like five uh, like Thai... Uh, exploitation ripoffs of Zatuichi, etc. Sequels are so shameless. Yeah. Lisa Gerard did the uh, soundtrack for Gladiator, mm. uh, the one with Russell Crowe. And uh, if you pay attention, it's actually quite good. Yeah. But I've, I've now seen every video nasty. Oh, oh congratulations. Oh. 72 of them. They couldn't oh. stop you if they tried. <laughs> you can just watch them on Tubi now. There's no fun. It's not oh, like yeah. hunting down fifth generation pirate videos yeah right i i feel like we've really lost something with being able to get things we never thought we'd see yeah easily and you know these kids today can't change a flat tire (laughs) right they know nothing about chasing down movies on cursive writing (laughs) yeah Yeah. cursive writing you know (laughs) yeah honestly uh because they they don't teach cursive writing so like i mean he's like a my wife's a career counselor and and uh you know uh, when she was setting up a website um she had to say to the designers don't use cursive because um, young young people can't read yeah, it the people she's dealing with can't read it wow it's like a secret language we can use mm-hmm. they also don't know enough to not read out of books or play records they find you know <laughs> right because they don't teach critical thinking and the evil arts in school anymore this is true, and we will cover that at some point. Yes, in the future. So anyway, I've got a bunch more, but we can stop off there if you want. Well, sure. Um, got quite the list. So the orphans. The orphans. Um, when did you first see the orphan movie, the 2009 uh, horror movie with, with a uh, Sarsgaard, not a Skarsgård in it? Uh, 2009, 2010, so right wherever it came out on yeah. 
whatever. 2009. Yeah. Whatever we had back then. DVDs. <laughs> yeah, so you... Film strips. So you, a series of slides I held up to a candle. So you went down to the, to, to the red box machine and... I think I probably got it off Netflix. Whatever happened to them? I don't know, man. I think they're known as Flix or something now. Flix, yes. yeah. Just, Fli- mm, Flix. just an N. Mm. <laughs> Um, what did you think when you watched it? Uh, I remember thinking it was all right, but I don't really remember anything about the movie. Were you warned in any way what it was about, or did you just go into this one cold? I just went into it cold, I believe. That's kind of your favorite, isn't it? Yeah, I don't like previews or reading about... They reveal a lot of the film that they shouldn't. Yeah, in the trailers, which yeah. is a problem. Yeah, because yeah. people don't want to go into something blind. They want to be. They want to know everything they're going to jump at or laugh at. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, Jolien, what about you? Yeah, I avoided trailers and things. And you saw this close to when it was released. No. 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 When did you see it? Last year, I think. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, I saw it more recently than that because I, I think it was two or three weeks ago. I watched this for the show not knowing when we would actually record. And um, I was kind of impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was better than I thought it would be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be just more of this, uh, hey, uh, we just dreamed up a goofy, scary nun to put in this movie. Now we're going to give her her own movie. You know, I thought it was going to be that kind of thing. Where... Yeah, that's what happened when it, when it first came out. There's all these like evil kid movies and yeah. Blumhouse stuff. And it was like, mm. Yeah, right. not interested. I think we saw this, and then we saw the boy, and we decided that was enough. <laughs> Evil kid movie, especially with the one hiding in the walls. Mm. Man, does it? Does the concept of an evil kid suffer from the same uh, problem that a Chucky movie suffers from? That you just think you could grab him by the ankle and throw him out the window or into the fireplace? Yeah, but they all depend on surprise. Yeah, you they never do. expect them coming, especially Chucky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All I gotta say about you know a kid or or a an evil doll is if you're gonna come at me, you better make sure you got something that's gonna take me out. Cause... Um, so what's the earliest <laughs> evil kid story? <laughs> um, the earliest one I encountered was um, was a Ray Bradbury story called The Small Assassin. Oh, okay. It came out in nine forty six originally. Wow, that's pretty early. Yeah, that's pretty taboo breaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah I wouldn't know what the oh, first evil kid movie. I was thinking Children of the Damned, but that way predates that. Yeah, well, that was a so Small Assassin was adapted for shock suspense stories in nineteen fifty three. Ah, it's called The Orphan. <laughs> oh. Uh, Issue 14. Uh, and then the, I think the first movie was The Gamma People from 1951. Um, and then, uh, let's see, the Bad Series is 54. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the film was, the novel came out in 54 and then the film in 56. And then you had the juvenile delinquent films. Yes, I love all those. Tapped into the same fears. Those are great. Um, yeah, The Midwich Cuckoos in 1957, which was filmed in 1960. Um, and then, like, I think the next big one was uh, The Exorcist. 
73. And then you get all the evil kid movies of the 70s. So you get uh, Devil Times 5, 1974. <laughs> uh, it's Alive, 1974. The Omen, 1976. Who Can Kill a Child from 1976. Yes. Um, remade in 2012. Um, there was uh, The Child from 1977. Beware Children at Play, 1978. The Children, 1980. And The Children, 2008. Wow. Those are about children, I imagine. <laughs> Just a little. So um, when you watched this, you you knew you were watching an evil kid movie, and uh, did but, but you being Irish? Did it spark a, a memory of the changeling the stories? The changeling stories, yeah. You know, you hear a lot of these growing up, and of course, the more we would dig into, you know, Irish folk horror and stuff for this show, like when we would do, you know, around St. Patrick's Day, we would do those shows. Um, yeah, it it did feel like. Well, especially the second one, um, the the orphan first kill movie, the orphaning, uh, that felt like a changeling, like a like a, a uh, self inflicted changeling situation. Uh, this one felt more like a, the the first movie felt more like a poor substitute kind of a thing, because the couple has a stillborn situation with a child, um, the. Uh, the wife in this couple is a recovering alcoholic and they're going to adopt. So they figure, Oh, this, this poor Russian kid needs a home. They go visit the orphanage. They decide she seems quite charming and well-behaved. Let's adopt this girl. Uh, she seems a little buttoned up and weird with her like conservative outdated clothes it's like, eh, Eastern Europe, what are you going to do, right? Yeah. Just don't try and take those ribbons off. And that reminded me of a uh, story from uh, a CBS Radio Mystery Theater. And this is a spoiler. Uh-huh. But in this radio play... Uh, rib- She'd take the ribbon off and her head falls off? How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it how seemed kind of f- obvious. How did you figure that out? Were you waiting for that to happen the first time you watched this? No, I don't remember. Uh, I don't think so. I think I went into this thinking it was supernatural. Right. Uh, I seem to remember that's kind of how it was talked about. Yeah, so you're thinking maybe there's something to that. Yeah, she's possessed or... Or She's had her head reattached or she can take it off at will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Her guts hang out of her neck and she comes and kills you. Flies around. Uh Uh-huh, flies around. The Manorengal. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, this did um, this didn't put me in mind of Changeling stories, but the second one definitely did. The first Kill movie made me think about how yeah, you hear these Changeling uh, folk tales, and it, it's scary to think that someone's kid could come back all wrong, but look just like the kid. But uh, um, yeah, uh, so so Esther as as the nine-year-old supposed nine-year-old this is this we promised we would spoil uh she comes around um you know just playing piano and doing all the things and you know seeming polite but then when she's around the other two kids you know kind of privately she seems a little threatening and a little weird 
she befriends the youngest one and uh she just uh, i don't know man social worker immediately in danger like you'd think if you were a social worker you'd be able to read this uh-huh no no they never do no they're always just completely just any expert is always taken aback they by just, they just blithe, something they should have noticed. <laughs> they blithely wander into their own slaughter. I did like in the second one was the therapist was like, mm, I think she's a liar. Yeah. Right off the bat, which felt different. But I'm going to say it where I could get overheard. Duh. Well, was a little convoluted how she overheard it, but. There was an intercom. Yeah. But they didn't know she was up at the intercom room. I guess that's true. Yeah, you you got to make sure you cover all your bases. Mm-hmm. Like when you start uncovering somebody who's slippery like that, you can't be too careful. So I always recommend one of those kid leashes for your evil children. <laughs> A shock collar. Yeah, that may be. A little velvet. Depends on how, little velvet shock how evil they are. <laughs> like if they're a twin and it's the evil twin, mm. Mm. You better just put them in the basement or the attic and seal it up. Hope for the best, I which isn't going to happen. I appreciate that. That's, the, that's how the Roe family did it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Work for them. That's how the Kennedys did it. Hey, there's a whole Jack the Ripper backstory. Uh, you know, like, Jack story? Yes. Uh, so sorry. Uh, I appreciate that Leonardo DiCaprio was a producer on this. Mm-hmm. He's he like, played the orphan. He's like, yes, I will. I will help you move this forward. This is a great idea, and it was not a bad movie. What kind of, like, got creepy? Um, and Jolien, feel free to chime in here. Uh, <laughs> um, when when children are are cruel to animals, uh, that's alarming, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young boy shoots a, a pigeon or something with his BB gun. Yeah. And then he kind of feels terrible about it. He immediately realizes this feels like shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, that's a tough lesson. Sorry, kid, but you did it. This is terrible. Um, but then, uh, Esther gives him the solution to the problem. Yeah. Smash it with a brick. Uh-huh. Spatchcock. Yeah. She's, she's, spatched, she spatched it real good. They cook better that way. They do. They, they, they do. Yeah. Um, I guess my question here is, uh, is are there any websites like does the pigeon die.com <laughs> or does, does the dog die.com cover yeah, it pigeons? covers every animal. It does. Okay. It covers, uh, yeah. Does the dog die? It has like a, if you don't like seeing syringe work or vomit, vomit. Yeah. Eye trauma. Uh, do they cover eye trauma? Probably. Yeah. I guess I've never... If they don't cover it, you could probably add it in as a category. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. So, so you pigeons. said children being cruel to animals is hard to watch. Is it a reverse also true? No. No. Watching animals be cruel no. to children? I am cool with that. <laughs> good. I'm glad we're, we're not all normal here. Like, imagine a bunch of pigeons land and start pecking the hell out of that kid. All right. Yeah. I'm on board. Like, immediately. There you go. Yeah. Day of the animals. <laughs> exactly. Um, Hot shot. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what are, what are some of the other things that Esther does that 
might raise some eyebrows, but uh, well, this is like <laughs> I like how bad taste this movie is. Um, uh, it's so ridiculous, but it's really well done, and it's like offensive to orphans. <laughs> yes, it's uh, offensive to the adoption process. Yes, Eastern Europeans. Yes, anyone with growth conditions. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anybody with dental problems? Mm-hmm. Anybody with daddy issues? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, she d- does she drug the mom or does she do some? I'm trying to remember. Uh, what is the situation where she's got the mom out of the picture, and she decides she's going to go for the dad, like sexually? Uh huh. Um. Oh God, how did that happen? Uh, I could look, I, I could look at this, uh, this little synopsis and probably come around to it, but however it happens, uh, she's got the mom drugged or in a ditch somewhere or something and she's otherwise just, preoccupied. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the picture and, and decides she's going to go get, uh, dolled up. Um, she, <laughs> she, she she tears up a dress and kind of repurposes it to make it kind of sexy. <laughs> it's so gross. Puts on lipstick, uh, and then just kind of snuggles up next to a drugged Sarsgaard on the couch. Yeah, it's so wrong. It is so wrong. <laughs> um, but then I started thinking, uh, maybe she's not really a kid. <laughs> Maybe she's like a weird teen or something. And I, I don't know if they actually say how old she is at this point. But by the time we get to the sequel, uh, she's like 30. Yeah, Isabel Fellman was 12. When they filmed it, yeah. yeah. So she's kind of somewhere in between as far as her body probably at this point. Movie-wise, I think she would have been about 19 in the first one. Okay. If you go by the... The year of release. The year uh, of of the second one. They say she's thirty one. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. The the this gets pretty squirmy at this point. Yes. Although this takes place before the other one, before right? Before the first movie, right? So this is actually chronologically. Oh, we're, we're on to first kill now. Uh, not yet, but okay. uh, but we can say that. Uh, this whole thing happens where the mom comes back from however she was dispatched. Yeah, these are always like these family invasion ones. It's the mom is always the central focus, and, and, she, and you've got these like bad mother figures. Like there's the she's got this horrible mother-in-law. Right. Um, you've got the the, the female analyst mm-hmm. who's pretty bad. You've got Esther. Yeah, and and and. The mom, the mom slash wife is being gaslit for most of the movie. Yeah. And she's not being believed. She's, she's really been broken down and has to build herself back up. She decides maybe she's going to just fall off the wagon, decides not to, pours the wine out, gets accused of drinking it anyway. Mm-hmm. When she swears she didn't, she's not believed. Right. Uh, when she says she saw or heard something suspicious from Esther, she's not believed. So finally, uh, we get to where um, Esther's going to kill the little daughter. And the mom is like crawling above on the greenhouse. And uh, we, we get the battle royale at the end. And uh, 
a movie like this is incomplete without a battle royale. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I was, <laughs> I was kind of thinking that, you know, that she's going to kill this kid and that's the end of the movie. This, this young adult or mm-hmm. whatever she's supposed to be. Um, but, uh, but they left it open for a sequel. Which they made a prequel. <laughs> right. That doesn't make sense, does it? But it, No, it, it, I guess she was 31 and or... Well, she's 26. She'd be like 33 in the second movie, which was the first movie. Right, well, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, so... Because I believe this took place in 2007. Yeah, so, so in the, the second movie, she's... Uh, Twenty, she, the uh, Isabel Furman's twenty-three, and she's playing a seven-year-old. Yeah, it's not super believable. I mean, she has grown up since mm-hmm. the first movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, her face is different. Her features. Yeah. Um, and when we talked about this, and I knew nothing about these movies, I said something about that. Like, I don't know. I never felt like watching these. She looked a little too grown up for playing a kid. <laughs> And you're like, um, yeah, that's kind of a spoiler. But she's so good. She does a good I, job. I just like watching her do a thing. Yeah. Did you like her performance, Will? Yeah. Yeah. Not not uh, not the worst kid actor you've seen. No, no. There's like 25 Italian kid actors <laughs> that are way above her. <laughs> it's like they had to have an annoying kid in Italian movies. That was one of the, you know, stipulations for making a movie is you have to employ a child. <laughs> now, when, uh, when at the end of the first movie, when we see um, the orphan's body slip into the pond, uh, like, we're not, we're not sure she's dead. Or are we? She busts her neck. She broke her neck. Yeah, she's pretty dead. Okay. Yeah. In, in that water. But I mean, it wouldn't stop, you know, Jason. Or, <laughs> yeah, that's what. This is, that's we're, what we're, we're not in that area. Yeah, not yet anyway. Yeah, the, yeah, I and mean, yeah. By by, Orphan Ten would be in space, and yeah, and she's she'd be a evil and five thousand years old and a cyborg <laughs> who passes for a seven year old. Uh huh. Yeah, I wasn't sure that the second movie was going to be a prequel. I thought, oh, they, they'll they'll work it out. You know, her neck wasn't that broke. <laughs> She's getting better. (laughs) She wakes up in a neck brace in the hospital. Yeah. It's just a flesh wound. So we go with a much older actress um, in a prequel. Yes. For the second movie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of this one? Um, I felt like I was spoiled on the story because I knew the actual story they were basing the movie on. Mm. Which is a crazy story. Is that the Barbara Sklover? Uh, I don't know about that, but there was a, a French guy who pretended to be some missing teenager. And the family accepted it, really pushed it, and then it turned out one of them knew that the kid wasn't the brother because he had killed the brother. Oh, oh. And so he and his mom had hit it and really pushed this kid as being their kid who had disappeared. He was totally American. Here's this guy who's in his 20s, 
Wow. Doesn't look like a kid, really. And he has a French accent now. And he just thought he was quite the con. Although he he uh, accessed missing children reports while he was in uh, custody. And the cop left the office. And he ran over and got on like missingkids.com and picked a kid he looked kind of like. And said that's what had happened. They would picked him up for some minor offense. But he had a quite the record. So, well, that's what this girl did. Exactly. Yeah. So I felt like, oh, I know <laughs> yeah, where this yeah, is I going. I know the story. Uh, have you ever seen somebody who you couldn't tell their age because of how, because of their size or because of their facial features? Mm-hmm. I've I've seen this twice in my life where it's like, oh, this is interesting. Um, Looks like a six foot toddler, but. Well, I, I was at a, um, a convention setting up and my booth neighbor, I was like, does this dude have his daughter with him or is that, I can't tell. Like, she looked like an adult, but not. Uh-huh. It's like, this, this, this is weird. Like, I, I couldn't, you know, I didn't want to stare, but I'm like, I don't know. She's the size of a kid, but I think she's got a woman's face. <laughs> so it, it, it took a little bit of conversation for me to kind of start to sort it out. Strangely... Those type of couples seem to show up at the museum quite frequently. Yeah. We're like, mm, is that a dad or dad? Right. A dad <laughs> or a daddy. Yeah. Um, well, and, and it came out that they had run a haunted attraction and she played like the little kid doll. Oh. And they would have like a bunch of larger dolls packed around some chairs and couches and stuff. And she would get up and run at them with a little plastic knife and it would scare the shit out of people. So... They were aware of her size and her appearance being, you know... Childlike. Yes, childlike on some level. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then at a, another job I worked at, and I won't say where, um, a customer came in who was absolutely uh, homunculus. Like okay. Just a maybe a 60 to 70% size of a person, but not dwarfism. And I and I don't think this is wrong to say. I think this is. Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, midget was proportional and the dwarf was disproportional. But yeah, right. I, I don't know what the correct terms are now. They're yeah. all little people. They're all little people. They right. Don't, don't distinguish. Yeah, but there are different different things, um, different medical uh, situations that would cause someone to be much smaller, but proportions would be exact. Like. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think, well, you know, that there's probably varying degrees of this, right? Like you might be 70 or 80% of an adult-sized person, uh, but appear to be sort of an adult. And then there's other times where your face might look really young. Uh, like, uh, what's his name? Bud Court. Didn't Bud Court always look younger than he was? The guy from uh, Harold and Maude? Oh. He was kind of small and he looked younger than he was? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I could be remembering that wrong. But this must happen sometimes. Sure. Like people running cons like this. Uh-huh. I don't mean like, you know, going in and murdering families or anything, but there's got to be times Isn't where... Isn't that where all cons end up? Usually. Murder. That <laughs> seems to be the case in movies. Yes. So, so I guess the question would be like, you know, people could have the power of invisibility. They could sneak in and steal money from a bank or whatever, right? 
if you had the power to look like a small kid, but uh, have the conniving brain of an adult, what could you get away with? Shoplifting. <laughs> Pretty much, right? <laughs> of course, kids are trained to be shoplifters all the time. So exactly. I don't know if that would if that would be uh, just fooling adults into helping you. Yeah. With money. Okay. I think that's about it. I don't know. You know, uh, you could die. It's in... not a great superpower is what you're saying. It's it's not. Child man. <laughs> Where he has the power to turn into a child. And he's exactly as strong as a child. Reverse Shazam. Yeah, reverse Shazam. We have to say that backwards. Child man. Child man. When last we left Child Man, he was in a restaurant pretending his mommy had left. <laughs> Trying to get out of the bill. Right. You he can... went to the bathroom as an adult and came out as a child. <laughs> right. Yeah, you could just just cry and then leave and not pay He's the bill. standing in line and he sees tickets for adults are like 20 bucks, but for kids under 10 are free yeah. for whatever reason. He can just turn into a child, get in mm-hmm. for free. Think of the savings. What a life. (laughs) That's what I always think of when creating a superhero. How would they save money exploiting this power? Right. How would they rip people off and take advantage of them? Mr. Fantastic can reach way up on shelves and steal things. Yeah. He could tap people on the shoulder from way far away. Yeah, exactly. Distract them. Distract them. Yeah. So the orphan doesn't do any of that. No, no. No. Um, Esther is uh, supposed to be... Uh, is, is there such a place as Estonia? I felt like there was, but then I started... <laughs> yes, th- there's I, an Estonia. Yes. I started thinking, is it Estonia with an A, or is it no, actually... It, it's Estonia. One of the Baltic states. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking, did they just slightly change the name of some place that I've never been to? No, no. It's I, just never, Estonia after. I've never been to any of these Baltic states. It was filmed in Canada. <laughs> oh, that figures. Canadians. Oh, man. No one was sorry in this whole thing. No. That's yeah. usually a giveaway. Yeah. When characters are sorry. Or theater spelled R-E. Yeah, theater. Yeah. yeah. The correct way. The yeah. correct way, yeah. yeah. If you start spelling stuff right in the English mm-hmm. language, dead, yeah, dead giveaway, you're not American. Yeah, you know. We got rid of extra letters in night. Just yeah. cut it down to N-I-T-E. Yeah. Get the job done. <laughs> yeah, you wonder what nights of the round table, you know, what, what all the fuss is. Yeah, nights. Was it dark? What? Yeah. Did they not have candles? It sounds like it's a club, nights at the round table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a stripper on the table? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Estonia is really situated in quite the place. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, you're part of Russia, sort of, but you're pretty far north, so it's probably cold in winter. Damn. Yeah, yeah it's, it shares borders with uh, Finland and Sweden. Oh, yeah, it's cold. Oh, geez. That's terrible. It's pretty, though, from these pictures I'm seeing. Um, They're probably not going to put up the ugly pictures. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're not going to put up like these gray shacks and mm-hmm. miserable looking people. Child people. Child people. Miserable looking child people. With their terrible teeth. Mm-hmm. With their terrible teeth. 
and they list their age right there next to their name. So uh, they can't even pass as a child anymore. Um, hypo... What is hypo... Uh, pituitary gland, anyway. Yes. Hypopituitarism uh, is supposed to be the uh, the disorder that gives this child the appearance of a nine-year-old. And uh, she does not look nine at this point. I mean, they gave it a shot. I'm not going to blame them. They tried. Mm. It's got a, a twist that's as ridiculous as the first one. <laughs> about halfway through. Well, which, which ridiculous twist was that? I, remember, I can't remember what the twist is there now. The... The mom and the mom's br- intimate. Yeah, the brother killed her accidentally. Right. Yeah. So the mother's known. And the son. mother helped the son right. hide the body. Right. With a real Esther. Uh, this sent her husband, famous painter, into a horrible depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that Esther's reappeared, he's gotten his creative spark back. Okay. Uh, so she is now stuck as Esther because the mom knows and the son knows, obviously. And they think that if she leaves or disappears again, the husband will fall back into his depression. Right. So I can remember the, the blurb on the disc cupboard gives it away. Oh, does it? Yeah. Hmm. Stupid blurbs. I don't read them anymore either. You yeah. can't trust blurbs or, or trailers at all. Uh, when you saw the Sutherland last name on this uh, actor, did you think, oh, this could be some relation to Kiefer? Mm, or I don't, suppose, or, yeah. Yeah, I mean, naturally you would think, oh, maybe he's one of the... I think there was a Sutherland in the, in the Evil Dead Rise, too. Well, check this out. Rossif Sutherland is a Canadian actor. He, along with his brothers Angus and Roeg and half-brother Kiefer are the sons of Donald Sutherland. Sons of Donald. Sons of Donald. Yeah, Alyssa Sutherland's in Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. She yeah. plays Ellie. Ah, well, that makes sense. Hey. So, uh, yeah, we got... Um, oh, so what was the, what was the deal with... Uh, oh, airline peanuts? <laughs> what is the deal with airline food? No, um... Um, what is the deal the with de- little kids that are actually adults and evil? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's watching these kids? Uh, no, um, uh, Hiro Kanagawa's character, the detective. Um, uh-huh. What was the deal with him? He knew he was he was on the trail of the mom and the son. Like he knew something was up? Or Yeah, I think he was. He knew something was hanky. And he was going to bust them. Yeah. But he wasn't working real hard at it because it doesn't seem like it would be terribly difficult to uncover that she didn't really go missing. Yeah, I kind of felt like, uh, you know, like immediately after the movie was over with, I'm like, what was he? Like a therapist? What was he again? <laughs> oh, detective. Yeah. Okay. What did he do? He I don't voiced know. the parrot. He got killed. <laughs> He got himself killed at some point. I mean, when you met him, you knew he was going to get killed. He was actually a theater tech. And yeah. They yeah. Slash detective. <laughs> he was a theater tech, but he was misunderstood. So they just. Sorry, guys. I will finish the sets tomorrow. I promise. I just got to wrap up this case. My boss is riding my ass. <laughs> saying I'm, he's going to take my badge. Yeah. But, you know, I, I deal my own brand of justice. <laughs> 
uh, yeah. Um, so they they can't they can't let this kid like disappear again because that's gonna look weird, right? It's yeah. Like, oh, we found her. Uh, whoops, we lost her again. So they're so so the mom and and her son lay it on the line with her and say, "All right, you're gonna you you're gonna do what we say, mm-hmm. which is what you tell an evil kid." Oh yeah, <laughs> and they just fall into line. Yeah, yeah. Why'd they tell her? I don't know. I guess they had to because she was trying to leave with money and jewels. <laughs> so they had to stop her and go, hey, you're not leaving. But couldn't they have just played it up? It's like, why would you leave? Yeah. Because you give away your hand too quickly? I don't know. I don't know. And um, Why'd she bring her home? Good point. She could have said, no, that's not her. Sorry, honey. Your depression's going to have to go on for another decade or so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we could adopt a kid that's not evil. Yeah. Who's... Let's not go to the one of those evil adoption agencies <laughs> in the evil part of town. Yeah, we, we did get... Evil Dead rise your, raise your kids. <laughs> evil Dead raise. Uh, we did get Chekhov's fencing foil or sword or whatever you call it mm-hmm. Yeah, early in the movie. Uh-huh. Did either of you, like have any doubt that was going to oh no you knew that was going to come up yeah yeah so the uh in in the first one they tease the bathroom mirror jump a couple of times yes they did didn't they 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 do the fridge door one they tease that as well but yeah 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 i feel like they're messing with us now yeah because they know oh yeah they They know know, (laughs) they know we're expecting it (sighs) anyway um so we uh, so, so the so the kid uh, at at one point, um, Esther, the not kid, uh, ends up um, hauling ass in the car, smoking a cigarette, blaring music, putting on lipstick and sunglasses. Yeah, and and she sees the cop lights and is like, ah, yeah, I'm gonna get out of this. I'm gonna I'm gonna get all sexy with this cop. And then a woman cop walks up, which uh, I guess she just immediately figured, you know, there's no game there. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Who knows? Maybe you go with that con. You just give it a shot. Just, yeah, I mean, you're you're already, you know, ready to go. You're not going to think up another one right there on the, <laughs> hey, on the fly. You don't know Police Lady's story. Yeah. She might be into it. Yeah. Yeah, she... <laughs> She's turned off by smoking, I think, is what actually happened. In mm-hmm. this. Probably, and speeding. Speeding and smoking? Uh-huh. Together. I wondered when she got in the car if she could reach the pedals. Yeah. I was like, can she drive? Because that would suck if she couldn't actually drive. <laughs> and she has to walk everywhere, <laughs> catch a ride. Um, so uh, so the, son, the mom and the son decide they're going to kill uh, Orphan. Uh, Lena, I guess, is her actual name. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think orphan's a good name. We're just going to call her the orphan. They decide to kill the orphan, uh, deciding she's too dangerous, you know, to to hold to the deal, the, yeah. the threat. Because she's a psychopath, and it took him that long to realize it. Yeah. Um, I was surprised that she shot Gunnar with a uh, crossbow. Yes. Um, 
I also thought, did he leave that loaded? Because I don't think she could pull that string back. Oh, yeah. Maybe. But that would also suck if she shot one arrow and then that was done. Not that she wouldn't beat you to death with the gun, but... Right. Yeah, um, how long did they make crossbows before someone figured out to put the little the foothold thing in the bottom of it? Not very long. <laughs> yeah, probably. It came up pretty quick, I'm sure. A couple of weeks. They're like, hey, people are standing on these things anyway. Yeah. Let's, let's put a little stirrup-shaped thing in the bottom. Or a crank. Yeah. Let's crank it back. Yeah. Any orphan can do it. Any orphan can do it. Well, they had those heavy-duty ones with the stirrup at Agincourt, so they, they go back quite a way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those things were built to take down horses. Damn. Damn. Talk about, does the dog die? Man, killing horses. Um, no, they just fall down and get back up and run off. I've seen the movies. No horses yeah. were killed in war. Uh, well, long story, long story longer, um, uh, Orphan gets away in this one. Uh, yeah, I guess Because it's does. a prequel. Cause, I mean, well, she'd have to, yeah. Yeah, she'd have to in order to go on to get her neck broken at the end of the next movie. Um, do you think we're going to get a bunch of in-between prequels? I hope not. in betweenquels. What do we call these? Uh, mistakes <laughs> unnecessary cash grabs <laughs> right striking when the iron's hot I mean they did a prequel mm-hmm. maybe they went too far back no now they need to do one in space where her ghost is haunting uh, the computer in a spaceship orphan first ghost there you go orphan ghosted yeah space ghost <laughs> orphan space ghost um, I guess we should probably uh, do you have any other observations about this uh, how does it compare to the first one uh, I'm going to guess the first one was better I don't remember it well enough uh-huh. but this one was as I described it last night uh, it was okay watching it but I won't remember it in a week mm-hmm Jolien, how do you feel about it? Uh, yeah, the second one, I mean, I quite enjoyed the watching the people in it, but um, it wasn't as perverse as the first one. Yeah, that one, that one really kind of went there. Yeah, this one didn't go quite as there. No, it couldn't. No, I mean, yeah, they they got a little inappropriate and then pulled back. I thought that the sun was going to come on to her. Once he found out she was an adult for some reason. Yeah. But then they disappointed me. Their wholesomeness. <laughs> Just being murderers. Simple murderers. <laughs> yeah. We want more than just a simple murder. And they smoke too. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you know they're evil now. <laughs> yeah. They, they smoke. They wear Ramones t-shirts and they smoke. Mm-hmm. No, that's just rebellious. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's, that's right. not that's committed showing, to evil yet. Showing you don't follow the crowd. You you wear a particular t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. You don't follow that crowd. You follow the <laughs> other crowd. Um, Jolene, uh, if you were to do the recommends individually on these two movies? Definitely the first one. First one's a recommend. The second one? Not really. First Kill is not a recommend. Yeah. 
as a package. If someone said, I'm just going to watch them both. Oh, sure, yeah. Just, yeah, go ahead. They're both enjoyable. But, yeah. yeah, it was enjoyable, but it was... Yeah, it was entertainment. And they do give you some more of the same. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would Yeah, I would recommend the, the original and not recommend First Kill as much. But I'd say, yeah, if you're going to watch one, go ahead, watch the other. Who's going to stop you? Yeah. So it's. I guess that would make it a weak recommend. Amazon Prime's going to stop you because they took the orphan off. Oh. You're just stuck with the orphan too. First kill. <laughs> Jeez. Or the orphan zero. If it was a comic book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the orphan zero point one. Um. Yeah. Yeah. When you got a uh, crossbow followed by a broken fencing sword kill that kid was pretty horrendous I mean no one felt bad watching him die you know the the mom was a sneak she was weird she was Julia Stiles well yeah I mean that was cool um yeah we don't hate we don't hate the casting on it so much no it's just the story could have been punched up a little bit I don't know how but do you think they could have cast a different actor for the orphan? No. For first kill? Is it better that they didn't? Um, it's a pity that they killed her character off in the first one, so this could have been a sequel, and her age would have been, yeah. made a little more sense. It would have. It would have made more sense, yeah. It would have been nice if that was just one and done. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was pure, but then... <laughs> It can't last if it's pure. Yeah. Movies have... I mean, it's not a new thing. They've always... They've been making sequels since yeah. the first movie came out. Just in the old days, they didn't call them two. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was just looking to see, like, at what point did the Bourne movies run out um, for Julia Stiles? And it looks like she did all of them up, all the way up to uh, 2016 one called Jason Bourne. Damn, there's 2016 of those movies. <laughs> it feels like Jesus it. Christ, and all of them are as choppy and poorly edited as well, two that's on. That's how they condensed them down into just five. Just... Yeah. Yeah, she she did all... They just chopped up five movies and kept putting them out every year with different scenes. Yeah, let's see. The year after that, she did Trouble, and then Hustlers, The God Committee... Uh, so the the director did uh, the boy. I know. Oh really? I didn't look at that. Uh, wow, that just tracks, doesn't it? A little bit. All right. Well, we we did our recommends. Uh, next time we get together and talk about a movie, it's going to be Evil Dead Rise. Um, uh, Will, that was your choice? No, I believe. I think that was your choice. Was it? Yeah, I thought I. Uh, I thought it was my choice. Oh, maybe it's your. You choice. know, that's what it was because you. Whatever, wanted... I'm not taking the blame for this one. <laughs> yeah, um, I think what happened was you were going you, you were going to suggest Orphan, and I misunderstood you. <laughs> and you picked Orphan. And I said, so "Damn it, I'm going to." Evil Dead Rise because yeah. it, it came up as something we could all watch at the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that means Will that after Evil Dead Rise, you're going to have to pick something. So, uh, are you able to see it now? Uh, yeah, I was able to see it. Okay. Uh, today, so. 
I'll give you the password and log out of this, and hopefully you can sign in. Awesome. Hand me a pen. They can't. They can't stop you. I guess we could call it a show. They can, because now you're limited to two, I believe, two accounts or two devices or whichever it is. All right. So All right. shall we wrap it up? Yep. Let's wrap All it right. up. Listeners, thank you for listening. I don't got one. I had a month or two to think up one, and now I don't have one. Check their ages. Check their ages. <laughs> <laughs>